going through Daniel, I just came across some stuff that I thought was surely phenomenal. Uh, if you go to newwordtoday.wordpress.com, you get to the blog um, and you, you can read the Keep the Faith or Faith Field uh, Faith. What did I title this? Faith, Fire in Real Life. All right. So with this faith, fire in real life, uh, there's kind of three points that I came across. And the overview is that faith will do a lot of things for you. OK, and when in Daniel two, you see it's the Daniel. Some of a lot of you know it, the three Hebrew boys and Daniel Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And you see their faith kind of touch on several different things. Uh, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. The three simple points about faith. Faith. The first point is that faith will keep you. Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, faith in God and obedience and upholding the Jewish tradition of not eating certain types of foods was honored by God as they turned out to be healthier than the captives that did feast on the finer delicacies provided them by their captors. The Israel gets basically destroyed. They get captured and they get taken off to, to Babylon there for the 70 years of rule. And there's a, a whole thing about the 70 years of exile here. But nonetheless, they're captured. They're taken off. Um, and Nebuchadnezzar has Daniel. He has the three Hebrew boys. And I believe this is during the, the seven, 70 year diastema, uh, but I'll, I'll check that point. I'll put it in the link below. Um, but while they're gone, while they're out, Israel's ravaged. Their culture is being totally eroded. Um, the Hebrew boys, they're taken as captors. They're smart, so they're not put to work in the fields like everyone else. Instead, they're brought into the king's court. Uh, in the king's court, all of the other men um, that were captured that they thought were intelligent, they were feeding them, you know, the king's food, right? Pork and whatever, all, all the stuff to keep them healthy and make them look good. And the three Hebrew boys said, no, we don't want that. Daniel like, no, we don't want that. Just give us fruits and vegetables. They decide that the guard says, okay, I'll do it, but if, you know, but I'm doing it at the risk of my own life because if the king sees you and you don't look good and healthy, he's going to kill me. And they're like, all right, well, let's do it for a couple of weeks. And if I still look good afterwards, then, you know, if we all look good afterwards, then let's keep it up. And so they tried it for a few weeks and found out that the three Hebrew boys and Daniel end up looking better than the other boys who were eating all of the food, the, the king's food. So you see, faith here. And, and there's some points and I'm going to rattle off a lot, but I want to make sure I, I bring note to the overarching points here. Uh, one of which is that faith will keep you. Their faith led in God and led them to obedience in God. So if you ever have an obedience issue, it's really probably because you have a faith issue. Um, and that if you have faith that God was covering that area, it'd be much easier to be obedient. So you may have a mental understanding of it, but if, unless you have a heart understanding of it, then it's probably going to be pretty difficult to be obedient. These guys have faith that faith leads to obedience. And in that God keeps them pure. God keeps them holy and God keeps them close. So the first thing is that God will keep you. 
your faith in God will keep you close, will keep you whole, will keep you pu- pure, will keep you close. We all make mistakes, but and, and that faith, same faith will lead you to repentance. But God's but faith in God will keep you. That's the first point. We got two more points. Now I'm going to read to you a few lines from Daniel 2. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. So the king and the astrologers, the king summons the astrologers, magicians, soothsayers, you name it. And they say, hey, I need you to for one, tell me what I dreamed and two, tell me what it means. And they say, no one can tell you what you dreamed. If you tell us what you dreamed, we can interpret it for you. And he says, no, that's foolishness. You guys are just going to make something up. If you're really who you say you are, tell me what I dreamed and then tell me what it means. And none of them could do it. So he says, I want them all killed. Every magician and soothsayer in the entire kingdom. Um, so they go to kill them all. And then Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they speak with God. So they're considered to be, they fall in this category of soothsayers because they have a relationship with the Lord our God. So they go to kill them. They convince them to bring them to the king. So they bring uh, them to the king. Uh, and, and Daniel interprets the dream. So instead of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being slaughtered, instead the king recognizes the Lord and establishes Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see the air, you see them being established instead of destroyed. So the second point is faith will establish you. Faith will establish you. Okay. What's the third thing? A third thing is that faith will elevate you. But in the establishment and the elevation, it's really not for you as much as it is for the establishment of the kingdom of God. When Daniel came in, and it was really Daniel who came in and interpreted the king's dream. When Daniel, and he saved their all, all everyone's life, all of their lives. When Daniel came in and interpreted the, the dream, the king was rejoicing. He was he was awe inspired, and he gave Daniel a position. He spared their lives, and Daniel was established. But one of the main thing the king does is he acknowledges God and who God is. So our faith is really meant to establish the kingdom of God. When we faith correctly, people see us the way we live the way we speak and the way we act and they acknowledge, they may acknowledge us, but the main thing is in their heart, they acknowledge God. And you see that with the King, he's a Babylonian King. He's a wicked, evil, murderous dictator with no regard for human life and a pagan. Yet when Daniel, a Jewish boy who is a captive, not even a citizen, but a captive, lowlier than a citizen, interprets his dream, tells him his dream, then interprets it. He acknowledges God. And Daniel even says, hey, I can't do anything. I have to consult with my God. Daniel does. And, And Nebuchadnezzar acknowledges who God is. 
he promotes and establishes Daniel. But more importantly, he acknowledges God for the first time. Now, there was another trial and it's same dire situations where the three Hebrew, three Hebrew boys and potentially Daniel, primarily the three Hebrew boys this time are going to get killed. Daniel, this is one chapter over Daniel chapter three. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 60 cubits high, 60 cubits wide. That's pretty big. And set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then the herald loudly proclaimed nations and people of every language. This is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Well, guess who doesn't want to worship? The Jews. The Jews don't want to worship. Now, this was all a nicely and neatly constructed plot against the Jews, because remember, the first time all the soothsayers were going to be slaughtered, it was Daniel who came and interpreted the king's dream. So now you have these foreign Jews being elevated to positions of power because they were the only one able to, uh, to interpret the king's dream. So the haters get jealous. Because a bunch of Jews now have power and they say, we can't, they're not cheaters, they're not liars. Um, How can we get, they're not drunkards, how can we get them? Only we can get them is through their religion. So they got them and that's how they got them. So these snitches, these plotters, they go back to the king and say, hey, the the three Hebrew boys didn't worship when we blew the horn. They didn't worship the golden image. The king summons them. And he says, hey, man, what's up? Why didn't y'all worship the image? Now, mind you, this is a ruthless dictator who has all power. No one defies him. If you do, you die. So no one does. So the three Hebrew boys say, listen, we're never going to worship the golden image or worship you or worship any statue. We worship the Lord, our God. The king not being so openly defied didn't. He was just it said he was so angry. His face distorted. That's pretty angry. He was ticked. So he he says, hey, I don't need you guys to warm up the furnace, you know, hotter than it's ever been. And uh, we're going to throw these Hebrew boys in. I think it says seven times hotter. We're going to throw these Hebrew boys in. They make it so hot that the people that were preparing the fire get murdered. They get burned up and they die inside of it. So they get the three Hebrew boys. They throw them in. They don't burn up. They don't even smell like smoke. Only the rope that's tying them bound burns up. And that's kind of a side note. When you walk in faith, what binds you will burn off. Um, the stronghold that had you, the thing that had you bound will burn off. God's purification is in the fire. It's faith by fire. And in the fire, you find deliverance. You get elevation and promotion. And that's exactly what happens here. Nebuchadnezzar looks in the furnace, sees the three Hebrew boys, sees a fourth image who he thinks is the God himself. And either in awe or fear, maybe probably in awe, he calls that calls the three Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys, uh, if I can talk to come out, they come out. And he says, man, your God really is the God. 
you know, basically your God really is the God of the universe. He says, if anyone from this day forward talks ill of your God, talking about the Hebrews, God, our God, Jehovah, does anybody talks about Jehovah ever, ever, we're going to slaughter. And that's throughout the entire kingdom. So from a, the, a test and a trial of the Hebrew boys where they thought they were going to be murdered twice, one time basically beheaded, the second time burned alive, burned to a crisp. And uh, instead of being burned to a crisp, their faith delivered them now. And they were elevated. The three Hebrew boys were elevated to even higher positions in the land. Now, the thing is. The faith kept them close to God. Faith also brought them in the line of fire and faith also delivered them from that fire, being more promoted and established than ever before. But it's not about them. Yes, they were promoted. Yes, they were elevated. But the story is about God. Every time there was a trial, the Israelites overcame the trial and God was glorified. When we overcome a trial, God gets the glory. When we get cut off in traffic and we don't cuss the person out and give them the middle finger, God gets the glory. When we go to work and everyone's getting laid off and talking about how terrible the company is and we don't follow suit, we just say, hey, yeah, I don't, I don't want to lose my job, but God has me either way. And the way we handle that situation, God's kingdom is established. When things happen at and we're at the hospital or we're at work or we're at a family function and it's dramatic, but we pray instead of feeling dramatic, we walk in with confidence and faith. God is glorified. God is glorified. When the Hebrew boy says, hey, you can burn us up, but our God will save us. And if he doesn't, he's still God. God was glorified. God gets glory out of the trials because people say that can never happen. And when it happens, it can only be God because you said it would never happen. God to be glorified. God is good. Our faith is not just for our own personal gain and benefit. Our faith is for the benefit of the Lord of the angel armies, the God of the universe, our God. Keep this in mind. Next time you say, I'm going to use my faith to get a Lincoln, a new uh, Lincoln like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I've been driving a Lincoln. Now, when you when you say you're going to go and get a Lincoln or you're going to go get a house, or you're going to go get something. That's great. But make sure God is glorified in whatever you do, because your faith to move mountains is not so you can flex and tell people you can move mountains. Is to glorify the Lord. All right. That is it for me. This is Word Today. See you next time.